What's happening, everybody? And welcome to this another edition of the Dell and Keith Show. I'm Derek Kernahan. I am, and how you all doing? And as always, I am joined by my very good friend Keith Anderson. Keith, how you doing tonight, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm pretty good, mate. Pretty good. How are you? Aye, all good, all good. It feels like um, this is what I would describe as, you know, Christmas, maybe Christmas Eve Eve for for kids, for most bears out there in the world, I know. Um, would you agree with that? Aye. It's like it's, it's coming up to the, the big day um, as well. And, you know, mate, it's been a, it's been a long-ass, nearly two weeks since we, since we get through, since we beat Lexic, man. And it's just been a total sort of party atmosphere, you know, the smile, you can't wipe it off your face regardless what anybody says and then over the last few days it's just getting closer and closer and, you know, you can't really concentrate and work, that's taking a massive backseat to everything because, you know, you were first of all, we were we were looking at flights and, you know stuff like that, trying to get involved and getting on the day trips and everything like that and it's just been, but even still it's been a massive roller coaster over two weeks, hasn't it? Aye, like you say, it's been um, it's been a weird, weird feeling, you know. You've you've been so super excited, and you, like you say, you can't stop smiling. But it's gone too slow, which is annoying. And then when you think ahead to the final, you kind of you're like, oh man, if we're not going to win it, I don't want it to come. I want to just live in this state forever. And you know, it's just it's just total mixed emotions, man. It's it's been a crazy time. Um, and, and like you say about Christmas, somebody, one of my mates, said that to me earlier today or yesterday or something. I was like, I don't know, man. I've had plenty of Christmases as a kid. This is different, you know. It's 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 weird. It's better. It's worse. It's I, I don't know. It's 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 it's, like it's a very weird mix of emotions. Yeah, yeah. It's been. It's just a. It's just going to be get them all out of the way as quick as possible, and let's go and enjoy our day on Wednesday um, as well. But you know, let's just talk about a, you know, a sort of. You, you, you know, like, we've been talking about a wee bit, but our feelings, you know, into the final and just getting there. I mean, what a, what an achievement it is for the club, you know, to do this when considering, you know, just just everything that's been involved. But there's such a sense of, for, for me anyway, there's such a sense of togetherness, I think, for the, well, with the exception of a few a few things, you know, the way that the, way that the club have done a few things, you know, we know being back stuff like that. But except from that, there is a, there is a sense of togetherness, I think, about the fans, particularly, and with the first team squad, there's this massive sense that we can do this, and it's just, I think it's brought everybody together almost after what's been quite a, a difficult season, when you think of change a manager halfway through, and, you know, league performances and stuff like that, but there's a massive sense of togetherness, I feel. Do you, do you agree with that? Aye, I think that, um, I, think, I, I think I said this in our last pod, it, we we are in a, a kind of phase right now where I think, like you say, the maybe the board and some some stuff is is just outside, but certainly the the manager now, uh, the first team, the fans, it, it it does have a real family feel. You know, everybody's everybody's on the same page, everybody's clicking, everybody's good to go. Uh, the way the team and the management have have been talking, you know, their kind of their confidence in Europe, not necessarily, um, not in a, a kind of. Uh, cocky way, I don't think, but just a, just an assured, you know, we, we, we feel like we know what we're about, we're securing ourselves and we're assured that we can do this. I think that that's resonated with the fans quite a lot and, you know, the fans have, have got right behind it and obviously the Knights at Ibrooks, as we'll, we'll, we'll probably talk about, have been have been famous and will be famous now and look back on as some of the greatest. So, 
I think uh, aye, there's a, there's a real um, a real sense of everybody pulling in the same direction. Yeah, big time, big time. I mean, there's times when I'm sitting there and like I'm working away, or I'm just sitting there with my, my family and stuff like that, and I just think we're in the Europa League final. That is amazing. And over the last, you know, since the, the Leipzig game, my my daughter, who's six year old, knows the John Lundstrom song inside out because I sing <laughs> it so much during the day. Um, I was even at night time before we go to bed and stuff like that when they're sitting in the bath with they're all singing bedtime songs like, bedtime <laughs> songs for singing the, the John Lundstrom song um, as well so like my, my six year old daughter knows the words inside out for that one which is which is which is awesome. a nice feeling um, nice. as well but uh, it's just every every once in a while you're sort of like you're just like holy shit I can't believe you know what they've what they've done and you know, just to be sort of there and be a part of it. Obviously, the home, particularly the home games, um, as well has been massively special because most of the home games have been the the second leg in it as well. Which is, with the exception of when you talk about the the group stages, with the exception of the Dortmund game, the games have been pretty much you know you've had to come from behind in them, um, as well. Which is which is incredible when you think about it. But yes. You know, just sort of every once in a while. I, I really don't want this feeling to end. You know, I'm going to be, you know, when Wednesday, you know, when we'll wake up Thursday morning and I'm like, oh, fuck, the game's been, you know, almost because you're just so excited and looking forward to it um, as well. But let's talk about the, let, let's talk about the journey, Keith, then, that the, 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 you know, the, the European journey that, that the team have went on. You know, obviously, start the season, didn't go well in, you know, the Champions League and we get, we get put out by Malmo after a pretty disappointing performance with Alice Kurtz as well. Um, and then we drop into the Europa League um, as well, which, you know, obviously we wanted the Champions League football and stuff like that. But, you know, having having that and then, you know, we're, we're experienced in that, you know, the Europa League and stuff like that as well. You know, it's obviously with the past few years that we've done considerably well in it um, as well. But, you know, the, the, the league didn't start off very well, did it, mate? You know, we had a few... A few defeats in there. Do you want to have a wee talk about, you know, the the group stages and stuff like that? Because it wasn't obviously Gerard was in charge then as well, but didn't start off well, did it? No, it didn't. I think just quickly, Malmo. I think just they had a number. I think the the management yeah. team they they got their tactics spot on. They did better. However, you want to badge it, you know, they 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 had a number. I think. Um, and then I we got into the groups um, a bit flat. You know, we we limped past Alaskert, who I think. Went into the one below and got cuffed every every game and finished bottom of a group with like a point or some shit in that diddy one. So you know it was wasn't a good look. Um, and then as you say, like Leon came to Ibrooks and outclassed us. If we're being honest, I think on the night yeah. we won the great. They, they were decent. You know they are a decent side. Um, not not amazing, but they're a, a, a decent Leon side. Certainly plenty of star quality and, and good players. Um, and they outclassed us on the night. And then. Probably our worst performance, European performance of the season, was the next game where we went away to um, Sparta and were well, pretty shocking to be honest. I mean, yeah. probably probably lucky to just get committed there with one 0 I think that was a testament to the fact that they weren't that great. You know that we were so poor. And at that point, you know, if somebody said to you, "There's a tenor going stick it on Rangers getting to the final," you'd have just went, "Nah, man, it's cool. I'll just keep the tenor, thanks." You know, so. <laughs> Um, 
No, but good turnaround. If I say a good turnaround, it was probably, uh, you know, as these things often are, you don't just flip a switch and all of a sudden you're, you're Pep's Barcelona and you're brilliant and you're just brushing everybody aside. It, it wasn't that, you know, we, we get a solid win against Bronby and then we go away and we kind of, we get a, a, a dogged draw, but, you know, we, we weren't great. Uh, Bronby were there for the taking. They, they were they were pretty, a pretty poor side and we really should have got the extra points. And then at that point, obviously, um, you know, Gerard leaves and we, we, you're thinking he, his one, his main shining light um, and his, his whole tenure has been Europe where instantly he just came in and was a hit. You know, he overachieved in Europe right from the start. Yep. Uh, you're like, well, we're not in a great position in this group. It's in our hands, but we're not in a great position. Um, and, you know, Gio comes in and I think his first game after after that pretty inept performance at, at Hamden against Hibs in the semi-final, um, which actually is maybe something that's a trigger point to talk about something else. But um, after that, you're thinking, oh my God, man, this, this, this. Maybe we just go at the group and focus on trying to turn it around in the league and turn it, you know, try to get ourselves better elsewhere. But obviously, you know, we, we go and get the 2 0, and then for there, the rest is, is, is history that we're going to enjoy talking about for a long time. Yep, very much so, very much so. See, see what you mentioned there about the Gerard, you know, Gerard Geo sort of thing. Um, where are you at the conclusion? You know, like if Gerard was still in charge, do you think we'd be any better near where we are now in the Europa League? No, I think I think if Gerard's in charge at half time at home at Dortmund, we we go out. Um it, like take the four two in Germany, but you're two one down at home at half time with Dortmund on the ascendancy and really really hitting their stride and really looking like the Dortmund that they can be and, and they've had a bit of an up and down season, you know. Um, but when they're, they're at their best, they are still one of the, they're our top, top European side and they were kind of, looked like they were starting to get into their groove just at the end of that first half and at 2-1 in, I don't think Gerard does the, you know, the, the now uh, patented famous Geo, right, we'll put Lundstrom in, into a back three, back five, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Gerard doesn't do that. He probably does nothing or very little you know, he maybe says to Kamara, sit a bit deeper or, or something, right? You know, there's a wee tweak. But I, I think we probably go out that night, if I'm honest, under Gerard. And that's assuming we get the 4-2 in Germany, which he's never been that adventurous in his life. Um, you know, like, and I, I remember people saying, Gio's more defensive and too defensive a coach. I, I don't know what they watch, man. Like, he's he's never set a team up to be defensive that I've seen, apart from... Um, maybe their way leg to Leipzig, uh, where he's just went and went. Right, let's start with a back five and try and you know hold a very Walter type away European performance. But apart from that, and until that point, I don't think he's set up to be defensive at any given point, really. Um, yeah. So, nah, I don't think you. I don't think Gerard gets his past Dortmund uh, for for me. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I think we <coughs> maybe. I, I, I think if Gerard was still in charge, we would have we'd have been put. Out. If not before Dortmund, you know, in the group stages, we'd have been played by Dortmund. Um, and, but I also think, on the other hand, all that, I think we would have won the league, though. Um, just Probably. The the league, yeah, but that's just that's just the minor sort of thing about it. But, yeah, um, you know, it was just interesting how you, you know, how it's how it's worked. And I agree with what you're saying about Gio, you know, the way that he's came in. There is absolutely no way that Gerard would have put Lundstrom into a back five. Probably Lundstrom wouldn't have been part of the team, I don't think, if Gerard was... True, so maybe, maybe no, aye, that's a, that's a fair point, aye. Yeah, because he wasn't getting a game until Gio came in, and then even that a few weeks after Gio came in, you know, Gio was obviously trying to find his, his squad and his starting team and stuff like that, you know, Gio, um, 
Lundstrom didn't play a few games, but he, any time he'd done the press conferences, he was he was ready. He was like, I just want to get my chance. I'm, Aye. He's got his, he's got his head down in training. He wasn't moaning or anything like that. He just wanted his head down and he took, and you know he got a chance and by God as he took it and it's been sensational. Obviously, we spoke about John Lundstrom last uh, last week as well, but yeah, he's, he's just one of the shining lights I think in this Geo team and how Geo's transformed them. Um, as I think, well, but I think that's a good point and it does. John Lundstrom's a good example probably of. The, the the flexibility that Gio's shown, you know, we're talking about him changing it there that, that Gerard would never have done. We we spoke about this on previous pods about Gerard coming in and saying, Nah, I'm not married to philosophy and then sticking to the same philosophy for three and a half seasons and or four and yeah. a half years or whatever it was and never really budging, you know. We we were pretty predictable, let, let's be honest. Um whereas Gio's just been so flexible. And you look at Lundstrom and he's played he's played all sorts of positions. Do you know what I mean? He's 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 played in midfield, um, a, a defensive role in midfield, attacking role in midfield. He's played as a centre of a three where he's kind of sweeper. He's played the uh, you know the centre of the three where he's the ball-playing centre-back, busting out. He's played on the right-hand side uh, against uh, Leipzig. You know, so all these different permutations. And to your point, this guy's only really played for half of Gio's time, you know, half of yep. Gio's games or whatever. And he's played six positions or something crazy, you know. So just shows you the flexibility, and to get into a team that's comfortable doing that uh, when we've had very little time on the on the training ground. Certainly for some specific occasions. Again, we'll, we might talk about later. Um, I think the, the management deserve a lot of credit, and so do the players. But I think it's a, it's very impressive that we're able to switch it up game to game, in game. And some of the changes we've been talking about, it's just phenomenal, man. Yeah, yeah. Another prime example of that, Keith, is someone like Calvin Bassey who. There's well, not, not as many positions as Lundstrom has changed, didn't he? But Aye. he seems he seemed to have effortlessly, effort, effortlessly, you know, when needed to switch from halfway during a game, switch from centre half to playing left back. You know, Borner's been injured, or you know, just taking Borner off and bringing on Balogun a bit more defensive, mm-hmm. and putting and putting Bassi out in the left left uh, left back, and he's done that seamlessly as well. Um, so he's he's another one that sort of fits that sort of Lundstrom mould of being able to come in and do. And do it, you know, effortlessly. Um, almost Aye. just as the manager says, right? You do this. He's like, yep, no bother, boss. Let's go. And let's. Um, we've let's seen it. In, it's not necessarily Europe, but just quickly, Sands, same deal, centre mid, centre yep. half. Leon King, centre half, left back. You know, when you know, definitely, I think it's it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a an element to to geo that you know we've we've maybe not seen. Maybe it's the Dutch total football. You know, we're. Well, it doesn't really matter where you play. You you play football. So, um, not saying it, it's it's like that. I'm not saying we're Christ team or anything like that. You know, before people get carried away. But it seems to be that philosophy of well, if you can play multiple multiple positions, great. We're going to utilize that. It's like um, it's like when you're playing football manager and you want someone who's offers that flexibility in your team. You need money. You want you want, <laughs> exactly. you want someone who can play across the back line. You want a and goals up front. The old championship manager, it was uh, Nicholas Alexanderson. He played every position in the park. You know, you wanted somebody like that. And that's what and that's what we offer in certain extent to some of these players. You know, like Bassey, you'd, you'd happily put him in at centre-half and you'd happily put him in at left-back. Lundstrom, you'd happily play him in any of those positions that we mentioned as well. You know, James Sands offers that flexibility. Leon King, who's pretty much, he's obviously he's come in recently, a good young talent. Aye. He's played centre-half, left-back. Right back, and then he came on against Monoville, um in defensive mid for those last few minutes as well. True, so there's I guys, enough. There's guys like that who can come in and offer 
you know, so many different aspects down there defensively, which is good. And then also we've got the guys who are attacking who can all switch about Aye. as well in a number of different positions. Becoming a false nine recently as well, which has been, which is which has worked out quite well for us um, in there as well. So there's a number of different things that's sort of happening, you know, which is which is really encouraging to see. So Keith, let's go on to the let's go on to, let's let's continue more. We obviously went off on a wee bit of a tangent there, but let's go back to the go back to the journey then. So after the group stages, the next draw that we we get, the next um, game that we get is just a an easy game um, against Dortmund. Uh, it's only the favourites. <laughs> only the favourites for the tournament um, as well. And we were sort of, we, we discussed this at that point, you know, as well, you know, that we, we were a bit like, whoa, this is this is huge. If we can get a victory here, this is massive. But also, me and you at that time were also still very much focusing on the league because we obviously didn't, no one, no one actually thought we were going to get in this situation that we're in. No. We were always like, the league's a priority, the league's a priority. But wow, that, that game in Dortmund was just sensational. You know the the way that they played, like you like you mentioned there, the attacking emphasis that they had in the game as well. Everything just fell into place, and you know four four one was just you know flattered them because we could have we could have more, and then they obviously got that they obviously got that goal, which was a cracker. You know, sort of towards the end of the game, and told you know you know we'll four that up. Yep. Ask, and final up like a couple of minutes into the second half when Lundstrom scores because we score like what is it within five minutes of the start. You're thinking, three nil up, man. That's utterly bonkers, isn't it? Just incredible, absolutely incredible. And then, um, you know, the the job at Ibrox, we were nervous that night as well. But we we were like, we we can do this. You know, there was a sort of sense of confidence coming on, and I think that's where it probably stemmed from. Was that Dortmund game and away from Dort? You know, bringing it on and you know having such a great performance, it sort of propelled us into this. You know where we are now, but. Yeah, the, the game at Ibrox as well. What an atmosphere that night as well. I think every every European night from from pretty much dot pretty much. Um, what was the last group stage at Ibrox where we Sparta the two 0 the two 0 first game. game. Aye, yeah. that was a good atmosphere. From there all the way through, it's just been incredible. The atmosphere at Ibrox um, has been second to none, and I think it's massively helped get the team over the line as well because a lot of teams have came to Ibrox and. No liked it, you know, the hostile, not the hostile, but the, just the, the atmosphere that the crowd give it is. I mean, it can, it must be pretty hostile if, you know, we're, we're, we're applauding every throwing that goes our way, you know, everything like that. It's just, it's just, just Aye, incredible. I, I think that that's the thing, it's it's different. You know, when you go away to Europe, I think, like, some of the grounds, you know, like that whole, when we went to Red Star, that we'll come out and talk about Welcome to Hell, or you go to Turkey and people are just like, we hope you die. I, I, I don't think that, it's. I don't think it's terrifying in that sense. I don't think it's hostile in the sense that, you know, we're we're not really having that much of a go at the opposition unless somebody's a diving cheat or whatever. It's yeah. more intimidation. I think you know just at a sheer volume and sheer, sheer. It's just crazy. It's just. Yeah, a, it's just. A, aye, it's just a, a crazy, passionate, intimidating atmosphere in that sense. Rather than the like, you know, you're lucky we've not run on the park and slit your throat yet, but we are gonna. You know, sort right. of intimidate, and I think some some away ground, some countries, it is like that. It is we're going to do you harm. I don't think there's any of that. It's it's a different type of intimidation that, yeah, listen, it still has an impact, right? It's all just crazy noise, probably when you're on the park. But I, I think that it's uh, it's, de- it's definitely been a factor this year. Yeah, big time, big time. So yeah, Dortmund, you know, sensational performance away from home, and then a very prof- sorry away from home, but then another. It's 
you know, dogged professional performance at home. You know, like you mentioned there, at half-time, 2-1 to them, it was, you know, it was squeaky bum time for a lot of the fans. We were sitting there and we were a bit like, I was sitting beside my brother and my pal Fraser sits behind us and at half-time we got to talk to him. And we were like, what do you make of this? And we're like, we need to keep this tight here. We need to... And then obviously Tav gets that goal, which just sends, you know, just sends Ibrox crazy and we end up getting through. You know, when you think about it, you're like, 6-4 and I'm going to get against Dortmund. It's incredible. Aye, um, crazy. You know, and... You know, it wasn't like we scraped through or anything like that. You know, we done two goals better than as well. Just Aye. incredible. And then the next game after that was the was it was the Red Star game as well, and obviously a bit of bit of rivalry there and stuff like that. And then that whole that big tunnel that you walk through, you know, the whole big long tunnel, the welcome hell stuff and stuff like that. Aye, it's like a mile but, long, isn't it? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. God's sake, man, we're not there yet. Yep, exactly. But I what a first game. You know their their away game, and then come and take them back to Ibrooks, and that was just a that was a wild game. That game Ibrooks, you know the game. How many goals did they have chopped off? Two or three? Three goals. Right, I think so, they missed a penalty, and they missed a penalty as well. Something what, like that. Mm. We talk about that penalty save. You know at that point, McGregor was getting a lot of abuse for the some of the some of this. You know the guff and all that that he was doing. You know the Ross County ones, the Motherwell ones, and stuff like that. And there was points where we, I mean, we actively said as well, but we. You know, we didn't. We would rather had McLaughlin in the team, but what a penalty save as well for him to die all the way. I mean, that was going right in the corner. Ah, it's not a bad penalty. That's the thing. Sometimes you like, ah, okay, keep goalie height, not that far. That's a decent penalty, man. He's getting the right to save that. Yeah, and he does it, and the place goes mental as well. And um, it's, it's, that that's quite a special night for me as well because I took my nephew Ollie to his first European game. Um, that night as well, and he 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 was he was loving it. He's he's only eight years old, but he's Rangers daft. Um, absolutely loved it, and that that's a special that's a special night for me because I loved it. And then we also got an end of um, the Rangers TV we snippet that they done inside that's inside right, Ibrox as well. So I that's that holds a special a special bit for for me and Ollie as well. He. What a first European it. game, man! Because that's a wild one, isn't it? You know, like, exactly. I mean, it wasn't a three 0 game. They, they, they were, they were decent, and they, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they put us under pressure. They missed a lot of chances in both legs. Well, more so in the in the away leg. Right enough, they, they probably should have should have beat us by a couple more. And so they were a bit wasteful. But you know, scoring three or four goals or whatever it was, you know, and having a, 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 a two or three goals, having a penalty saved and all that. You know, it's a it's a real entertaining game. If you're a, a young boy, you must think. This is amazing. I mean, they're not all like that, but it must yeah. have been must have been some experience for your first one. Yeah, you had to. But I think you, for a couple of days later, you still had to bring him down off the roof. He was that buzzing. So yeah, he 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 absolutely loved it. And like I said, what an experience. You know, the, the only thing that sort of annoyed him was the fact he couldn't sit down and watch a game. I'm like, wee man, you need to get used to this because none of the big <laughs> games, none of the big games, you actually sit down in. Um, it's and half times for. I I think I'm taking them. I'm taking them to Hamden next week. Um, as well, so yeah, he's going to get used to that as well. And then Saturday, um, with, with that as well, God, we've even mentioned the second Scottish Cup final, and <laughs> we've been buzzing about buzzing about Thursday. Um, but um, I what a another another fantastic game, another fantastic performance from Rangers, and you know, getting the job done. And then you're almost like, wow, we're in the quarterfinals here. This is this is this is wild. And then we, we, we get Braga, who we played before, and we know what we know what they're like. And, that stadium they've got is just been that big, you know, cliff at the end. It's just magical. Um, I love that stadium. It's absolutely incredible. And again, a, you know, a rather dogged performance, like you said, in the 
in the first leg to win, uh, to sorry to get beat one nothing. And that game, that game gave me it sounds stupid, but again, it gave me massive confidence, Keith, because um, going into the game, um, after the game, sorry, when when Gio Gio done the press conference with Ryan Jack, and the two of them were like, no, we have, you know, we'll take them back to Ibrox and we'll, and Ryan Jack was like, we'll beat them. And I was like, that's what I love to hear. That's what I love to see. And we did that as well because when they, when the game finished, the Braga players celebrated like they'd won the like they'd won and they were through. And like, hold on a minute, still got another, still got another, still got another leg here, and at Ibrox particularly as well. And they put them, you know, bit touch of cloth at times, um, with it. But then the, you know, the the red card that they got in the early, um, the red card that they got in the game, and then also the red card the next time. That was that was it. They just ran out of steam, didn't they? Aye, yeah. The, the crazy thing is, I mean, that's a team that. All right, I don't know how many of them were exactly the same, but I'd imagine as a, a, a decent core or chunk of the team was at Ibrox when yeah. they went. They, they were two 0 up with twenty minutes to go and lost the game three two. So you know they must have they know what it could be like. And I think, I mean that that for me that first that Braga game that three two game that was a that was one of my favourite nights at Ibrox. Do you know what I mean when we turned it around yeah. and Hadji and all that. Um, so they'd been to iBooks before. They knew that you could you could uh, get on the end of a, a, a bit of a pasting um, if if the you know if we get ahead of steam and the fans are, go, are right behind the team and all that. So uh, they they, they kind of over celebrated as it turned out in the home leg. Um, scored very early. Um, what is it, Tav scores in two minutes or something like that? You know, and um, we're, we're two 0 up. Should have been three with the goal chopped off for the wee home ball by Borna. Um, and then you know we're you'd have been laughing, but. 2-0 up, looking good. They score late to take it to extra time. But like you say, you know, they, they get an extra man sent off. They're doing it to nine men. Roof scores that goal. Yeah, I mean, that was it. They could just uh, blow the whistle then when they went down to nine and we were 3-1 up. But we see it out nice and comfortable. Amazing. But since then, like as soon as Roof scored, that's it. And everybody's, now you're like, okay, shit, this is this is getting real, man. This is, Seville could <laughs> could be happening here. This is, this is yep. bonkers. Exactly. And then you've got to remember during that time as well, like you mentioned a good point about Ruth scoring as well. We lost our top, we lost, we lost our Fredo Morelos during that time, and Ruth was sort of, and you know, obviously with his injuries, and then obviously he's been injured again now, coming up with his touch and go for the, for the final. But yeah, you know, he sort of came in and he sort of, he he was massive in the part that he played. I think Ruth, even though it was only for a couple of games, but what a part he played holding the line um, up front. Um, for those for, for those games that he did, and then obviously losing many losses we did was a massive kick in the balls. But you know the team showed the guts and determination that you need to do in order to win these games, um, and they done it. And then next next up was was Leipzig, and then when you're like fucking hell, you know we beat Dortmund, you know you know we're thinking we're, we're doing alright here. Then you get Leipzig in the draw um, as well, and they beat Atalanta in the the quarter final, the, the quarter. So we have no mugs either. But um, Leipzig are a quality, quality outfit. You know, the money that they've spent, you know, they're owned by a massive conglomerate in Red Bull as well. So they're able to throw money about everywhere. And, you know, they get through the, the first leg, one nothing again, like you mentioned, like Walter Smith-esque Rangers, you know, ultra-defensive, three at the back. But, you know, we did have a few chances, Ryan Kent's miss, you know, in the start of the second half as well. And then, obviously, we were quite lucky with, with them, you know, with the... Um, the boy that Christoph and and Kunku chance, uh, yeah, 
you know, where he was down to McGregor and puts it over the bar. And he just, that, that that's quite a, he just got 14 Bundesliga Player of the Year. Um, Did he? Yesterday, yesterday, oh. yeah. Bundesliga Player of the Year he got yesterday um, for it. So, I think um, Dosky must be pissed off, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he 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 got voted that this um, yesterday, um, and then obviously they got that that goal that they scored from um, the the left back. He used to play for City and Angelino. And, ah, he's got a good left foot. That guy, man, he's he's, he's got a left foot. Ah, right? he, he can crack him. Um, he cracked Joe Rebo with one in the home leg, didn't he? Or not? Yeah, he did. He did. Aye. went for that. So you know that way. I was thinking we were watching that game. Like that man, we can get. If, if if we can if we can make this nothing each year, that is incredible. But unfortunately, they got that they got that goal just towards the end of the game. But one nothing, still no the end of the world. And then when we were, as we do um, for every game, every every European game, we've went to the um, home game, we've went to um, the pub, uh, the Grapes Bar, um, just over at Kenning Park. We do that every game. We go for a few pints in there before we walked into Ibrox. Um, we were talking about it, and we were. You know, yeah, we asked the scores, and I think I said I said two nothing to Rangers, and you said three one to Rangers, and you know you were right, mate. Um, but what a night that was! Let's just let's just talk about talk about that, man. Just a massive roller coaster of emotions being in there, and the place was jumping, and then you know you get the goals, and then they score, and you're like fuck, and then you know the big man himself, Super John. Pops up and puts in the back of the net, and the place just goes tonto squared. And then after that, we're like, we're 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 not getting beat here. And then I, it's just party time from then on, isn't it? And then we were after the game, still in Ibrox twenty minutes later, singing and dancing. Ah, at least yeah, an amazing night. Um, just in general, you know, like I think the the, the thing for me for the for the se- uh, you know that that second leg that that, that struck me is we probably. D- like, think about the away leg. How did we play, right? You, we played defensive, wall art, all that stuff that we, we've we've mentioned. Um, and then at the weekend, you, you were away at Sharkhead. Um, a game we need to win. We get a, a, a respectable one each draw. We've said on before, we deserve to beat them. We were better, they were tired. Um, and I, it, probably fitness we'll, we'll mention in a second. But, you know, and then, then uh, you know, so that's a Sunday. So then, on the Monday, there's it's the day off, um, and sadly, Jimmy Bell passes away. Yep. So then Tuesday, they get a day off. But Geo said like, ah, we came in, but we didn't really train. We did a, we basically farted a bit a wee bit just to loosen off, and that was it. So then you've got training on the Wednesday for the game on the Thursday, for the biggest game of your career, arguably for for some, if not all of these boys, um, and you're like. You've had one day to prepare. Yeah, and it's incredible. To come out against a team as good as that, that, that beat you seven days earlier, um, with the exact same boys, the exact same 11, and to come out and play in a totally different way, take the game to them, and, you know, power over them, really. Um, for the first half anyway, then the second half is a wee bit more cagey, they score, and then Lundstrom scores, and, and the place goes absolutely mental, and um, we, you know, we, we see it out, and it's, it's phenomenal, but... I just think, like you know, that that's something that we've we've not spoken about a lot. I'm not hearing a lot of people talking about the credit they deserve for that, and it yeah. goes back to the flexibility point we mentioned earlier for Gio to just be like, "Wait, mate, this is actually what we're going to do today." Um, and the more to go, cool, execute, you know, because that that's pretty much what must have happened. It's not like they've 
they've sat down and, and had hours upon hours to prepare and days and different drills and, you know, trying all the different patterns and none of that. None of that at all. They've just had to, boop, right, switch feet, boof, let's go for it, change the gear and the sports cars away now. You know, that, that that's what's, that's kind of what's happened. So I think they deserve a lot of credit for it. And, and the fitness element is, is worth mentioning because it seems like we're getting fitter and fitter as the season goes on and, and these other teams are starting to, to, to flag. And I think that was part of the Leipzig problem. One of their boys said, I don't know if it was in, uh, before the first leg or after the first leg, but, you know, when they played in the league, they are, we're getting tired. I think the first when Ibrox by that point we'd played ten extra games than them yeah. when at the, at the, at the away at our home leg sorry so they're tired before the game we've played ten extra games and we're steamrolling over the top of them they couldn't love us phenomenal the, the fitness, fitness has been brilliant a, it has been it's a massive factor mm. um, in getting us getting us to where we are and then also let's not forget that we've done you know we've done one hundred twenty minutes you know the week before Aye. the semi the, the two days before the semi final as well but. They were the team that looked nattered, no us. You know, we were the ones that kept going through that as well. So I it's uh, the fitness has been incredible, I think, this season as well. And then like the like you mentioned, like the the, the communication of stuff as well, you know, like Europe Europa League semi final, losing losing Jimmy Bell as well in there. You know, they haven't trained a lot that week because obviously they played Celtic and then, you know, Jimmy's unfortunate passing as well. So they've had a lot to deal with during that as well and the pressure was on because it was it was pretty much make or break for the season because obviously we were aware that they were going to win the league as well. So if we didn't do that, we'd probably, you know, we won't have the Scottish Cup. Aye, um, which isn't enough. I mean, it's good. You know, we want to win it. Uh, and, you know, we're probably, we're not going to talk about it today because we've got more important things. But absolutely, it's serious and we want to win it. But it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been enough. So you're absolutely no, right. A lot, a lot of yeah. pressure. On. And you're starting well now doing against a good team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A very good team in there as well. So, yeah. Party atmosphere, and then after that, it's just been, you know. So, just a wee, a wee quick story for you, mate. I don't think I've not actually got around to telling you this. I keep forgetting. I kept meaning to tell you. It's totally tiny, right? It's going to be the shit story ever. But after, right? So we're at Ibrox, twenty minutes of, of partying, as you say, and then we walked, didn't we? We walked to we walked to a hotel and went in for a pint. Yep. And then I left you and your brother to go for the train. Yes. So standing at party train station waiting for the train to come along and I, I, I mean chances are this, this guy's not listening but credit to the, the, the train driver who comes along he sees all the bells and then he's pure beep 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 he's got the horn going he's got his fist at the window like come on we are the people being at the full beans and this was like I don't know quarter to midnight or something like that do you know what I mean so I can't imagine <laughs> the, the, the trains like going two miles an hour coming into party train station he's no meant to have the horn blaring but he was pure pumping the horn and his fist was pumping as well and all the, all the bears on the on the platform hey whoa John Lundstrom's the best on the earth you know, all that and stuff oh, it, was, it was brilliant man it was just that wee perfect end you know you're just, you think you're going home I've got my headphones in mind I'm in business and the train driver's getting at the big game you're like get in brilliant Brilliant. Aye. That is brilliant. I mean, like, after the game, obviously, we tried to go, we, we get into the loading, but the queues were just wild to get a pint, so we made the decision to go for a walk down, but just walking down that road, it was just part of the atmosphere, everybody was absolutely buzzing, your phone was going crazy because you didn't get a signal in there um, as well, it was just, oh, it, was, it was incredible, living me for a very long time, that um, that walking at Ibrox and, you know, well, being in Ibrox and then walking out and just seeing all the play, all, all the bears all buzzing and cuddling each other. And, yeah, it's me. Yeah, it's people you don't know, just fucking high fiving and cuddling them because you're just so ecstatic to 
you know, to get through. And it's just a massive achievement for the club as well. And obviously, we've been to the Europa League, you know, the, well, the OGFA Cup final 14 years ago. But this is this is very different, Keith, isn't it, to, to, to Manchester as well. I think when Manchester, you know, getting there was the sort of achievement, you know, getting through all the teams because... Let's face it, when we got through Manchester, it wasn't, when, when we got to Manchester, it wasn't pretty football, was it? You know, it was sort of, you know, that sort of dogged determination that we had and, you know, getting through penalties, you know, getting the, getting a few lucky goals, you know, big cousins against Werder Bremen and stuff like that. And then McGregor save in Germany as well, you know, stuff like that just sort of got us in the way. It felt like, it felt like, you know, that getting there was an achievement and then we just got, we just ran out of steam, but this team just is, Totally different, um, as well. I feel, and it just it just feels different. Does it feel different to you? Oh, I I think like you said, when we got to Manchester, we were just we were just hard to beat. We were ugly. It was you know we we made it we made it a, a hard slog, and a lot of teams just were like, oh, I can't be asked for this. Basically, right? Or you know we we don't don't get me wrong. There was moments of quality, like uh, sporting away. You know we score a couple of good goals. We score a good goal, or in fact, two good goals. Uh, against Bremen at Ibrox as well, you know. So there was moments of quality, and we did have players that that could deliver moments. But by and large, it was a uh, we're going to be hard to beat. We're going to make it ugly. We're going to drag you into deep water and drown you. And that that's what we did. You know, when you came into the final, especially like Kuzan suspended and stuff like that, McGregor injured. You were thinking like you know we we were there for the party. Everybody expected Zenit to to beat us. In fact, probably the. Biggest surprise was it took them so long to score. Um, yeah. Whereas that's not the case now. This is a this is a pick 'em. This is a fifty fifty. This is a flip a coin. We deserve to be there. Um, you know, we, we don't need to go through all the stats, but Tav's the top goal scorer. Kent's got the, the most assists, joint with uh, Kostic of uh, or Kostic or however you say the boy's name for Frankfurt. So you know, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about them in a minute, maybe. But um, you know, like we've got the most most passes and goals and the most shots on target, the most goals as a team. And we, we deserve to be there. You know, we're, we're, we're scoring goals. We've beat everybody. There's been no penalties or anything dodgy. You know, like, we're, we're, we're there on merit. Um, yeah. And we've got as good a chance to win it as Frankfurt do, at least. Um, you know, whether we're favourites or not, you could debate. But for me, we're, we're right there. We're right there. And it wouldn't be... I mean, it would be a shock in general, but as a one-off game, would it be a shock if Rangers beat Frankfurt? No, not at all. Shock yeah. if we win the tournament, but it's, it's not the same. You know, they're, they're slightly different points. Yeah, yeah. And let's talk about the, the opposition and Keith and what they're <coughs> going to bring. I mean, obviously, you know, they're, they're, they're sitting 11th or 12th in the Bundesliga, but that's that's that, that's very different. Look at the team that they've put out of this competition as well. You know, Barcelona, West Ham, just to name the, you know, the quarters and the semis there that they put out as well. Two good teams. Um, in there as well, they're no mugs either, so they're going to be, they're mm. going to be, a, they're going to be, a, it's going to be a very hard game to get through. Um, well, well, I think the the, the Barca point's interesting because again, like everybody, many Rangers fans and players and staff, and oh, we we took belief in beating Dortmund. Well, they're going to take just as much belief in beating Barca. People going, we beat Dortmund, we feel like our names on the trophy. They're going to say, well, we beat Barcelona in the new camp, we feel our names on the trophy. And, and rightly so, you know. So, uh, you know, there are no mugs. If anybody makes it to a, a major European final, they deserve to be there, and they're a good team. And you need to take, you need to show them respect. So, forget the league position compared to Dortmund second and their eleventh. Doesn't it matter in a one-off game? Uh, they're, they're a quality side. They've got quality players. 
So absolutely, we uh, you know it's it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game. Um, just just quickly before we get into you know maybe speaking about them in the, in the final in a wee bit more detail. I just we've been talking. Uh, uh, something happened there. We've, we've mentioned. I don't know. One of the boys. I think it was one of, maybe Toner that's been on a show before. Put in the group chat. Liverpool have, have played every possible game because they've got to the final of every tournament they've entered. Yeah. We're well, a, Hibs, a, a Hibs defeat away for the same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's massive, isn't it, when you think about that? That's crazy. Well. I just realised that, actually. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. You know, I that Hibs. We beat Hibs that. at Hamden and we make the final of the two cups. We play every game in the league and we make a final in Europe. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, it's, right. I think it's, it is an incredible achievement that what we've, what we've done you get there as well and it didn't start becoming real and now it feels it feels almost like it's still no real even though it's only two days away let, uh, let me ask you about the final then two days away how do you how do you feel do you feel that it's like a, a 70s classic final you know Eintracht Frankfurt and Rangers do you think it sounds a bit old school you know rather than some like Leipzig modern money it's two kind of classy um, you know historic clubs would, do, do you, would you agree with that yeah, very much so. I it sounds like two sort of old school classic clubs, doesn't it? Because we've been about it's not like a I like you mentioned Leipzig versus that this you know a sort of up and coming team that's coming out anywhere like City. So talk just for example Aye. with with massive amount of money, you know who have came out of their two clubs who have came out of the who came out of it. You know that's what makes that's what makes football so good and so beautiful. That's why it's called the beautiful game to have games like this in a final. Just football at its purity, isn't it? As well, you know, two old school clubs who have got massive fan bases. You know, ascending on a city, it's just going to be incredible. And it's, <laughs> Aye, you know, talking about talking about the city as well. You know, the sort of you know the way that they've done things. I think that needs to be maybe highlighted, but maybe another thing. You know, like we're playing in a forty thousand seat stadium, which is so they've got three different stadiums in it, and that's the lowest one. That's the lowest one, uh, lowest attended. You know, the lowest capacity stadium, sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, fucking throws in a 60,000 seat stadium. Both teams would fill it. Give the fans an extra couple of thousand tickets each. You know, rather Aye. than this nine and a half thousand each. Because, you know, Frankfurt took 35,000 people to the new camp. Let's not forget to 35,000 fans to the new camp. They think between their club, you know, and, you know, they applied for over 100,000 tickets. Obviously, they applied for 100,000 people applied for tickets. <laughs> as well, so uh, for for this game, so they've got a massive fan base as well. Aye, um, big city, you know, as well. One team city in there as well, so it's uh, it's huge, um, as well. And the same as us, you know, look at look at us, our fans, our support goes worldwide. You know, it's just as 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 you know, for the purists, maybe not. You know, maybe maybe UEFA would probably want Barcelona versus Leipzig in there, but tough pity. You know, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I get it. The um, it's, it's 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 the Bears, and you know who are playing in it as well. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a very very special day, and it's going to be. I mean, it has been an emotional you know couple of weeks and stuff like that. Wednesday night's going to be very emotional. I remember when I was in Manchester, and I was I was very lucky to get to get a ticket for the game, and I was there, and I was sitting sitting myself. None of my pals were sitting beside me. None of my family had tickets or anything like that. It was just me there, even though my family was down with me. And the guys that were sitting around you, you didn't know them. You shook your hand and asked them what's their name and where you're from. You done that with all the guys around about you. And then just before the game started, I just felt this massive urge of emotion and I 
you know, I woke up and I, you know, tears were coming down my face because I was just so proud. And mm-hmm. I think um I think um Wednesday's gonna be like that as well. You know, it's gonna be a very, very proud proud moment when you see the team when you see the team coming out there as well and it's you know, it's been it's been nearly two weeks building up tension and it's just like every bear in the world's probably like fucking hurry up Wednesday. Um so it's gonna be a very emotional day, um, as well. And and there as well, you know, we've got we've got our own day lined up. Me and you, we're going to do our routine that we always do. We're going to go for a pint of grapes, go for a, you know, and just sort of discuss everything that's happened and just where we've got to, um, as well, and go for a wee walk around the stadium and stuff like that as well, because we're unfortunately not not making it over there, um, as well. So I, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a very very special day, I think, um, as well, and a quite quite an emotional day, mate. Aye, no, I mean it'll be it'll be special, it'll be emotional, um, definitely through the day and the build up, walking out, and then however the game goes will determine the next range of emotions, won't it? The next yep. the next set and how you feel for the next the next few days. Um, yep, exactly. I think either way, Thursday's going to be a bit of a write off in it, so um, yeah. you know it'll be, aye, it'll be a. It'll be a, a, an intense few days, man. I just can't wait to finish work tomorrow and then just, you know, we can really, really start it. Like you said, I mean, it started since Roof scored against Braga, if I've been totally honest. Um, but yeah. it'll, it'll kick up to, I mean, it's it's not, it's not it's beyond 11 already. So it'll kick up to whatever, 55, pick a number, right? Um, so, nah, man, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, an amazing, an amazing day. Um, just hope we can, we can get the win and and really solidify it as as some special day and something special and you know we'll review the game no matter what in, later in the week or, or whatever so um, or maybe after the after the cup final as well we can we can review the two of them um, but I it's just it's going to be a you know, that's the thing man like see if you if we can if we win it you're going to be knackered because you're not going to be you know you're going to have adrenaline you're not going to be able to sleep you're going to be emotionally drained. It's it's just gonna be so weird because like saying you're tired and emotionally drained, but the adrenaline's coursing through your body and you can't sleep. It just sounds oxymoronic. But you're gonna be that way no matter what. You're gonna be tired because yep. you're not sleeping. You're gonna be emotionally drained because it's gonna be such an emotional day, regardless of, of how you get on. Do you know what I mean? Um, and and then if you win, you're gonna be so high that you can't sleep and you're buzzing. And if you if you lose, you're probably just gonna be raging until you, <laughs> you can't sleep. It's uh, it's, it's gonna be gonna be crazy, man. As as it's going to be Wednesday's going to be a special day, I think for 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 every for every bear out there, um, mm-hmm. it's just going to be incredible. Um, so I just I just hope that you know obviously I'm I'm not I'm not going to do any build up or predictions or anything like that as well. This was purely about the build up to the to the to the game this podcast, but um, I just hope everybody enjoys her enjoys her enjoys her day and remembers it as well as a very special day in their club's history. Um, as well, and this is, I mean, the fans have been there through thick and thin, you know, you've got to think, the last 10 years, Keith, that we've had, it's been a fucking kick in the balls every way, except from last year. It's so many false dawns, isn't it? Life. Yeah, Aye. it's been, every, everywhere you looked was a, you know, a kick in the nuts, like I said, say at the start of, start of May was um, our, it was mine and my wife's nine year wedding anniversary, and that day that we got married was the day that we lifted the third division trophy. And look, ah, right. from there, from there up to now, we're Europa League finalists, and it's just, it's just incredible, you know, coming from 
you know, everything that we've went through, you know, the McCoy era, you know, fucking Marty in there, McDowell managing, managing, Marty twice, Pedro Warburton, you know, uh, uh, Coutinho, it's just been, you know, massive shit show after another, and, uh, you know, Warburton, Warburton to his credit, you know, done what he wanted to do, but then he obviously... His his stuff fell away as well, you know. He he we did play some decent football in the in the championship, but it was just a step too far with that squad that he had to do anything anything in the league. But then obviously Stevie came in and took him a took him a bit of time. But uh, there's a few false dawns under Stevie. He he had this bad habit of you know finishing the calendar year like top of the league or near to it, and you think actually we're going to do it. Like he would actually build up hope at least with Pedro and Wobbs and all that. Yeah, hope was killed pretty quick, but. But Gerard would keep Pope alive a wee bit and, you know, just, just too long. And then, you know, we'd come back after Christmas and shit the bed and you'd be like, oh, Jesus. Uh, you know, so, aye, aye. like you say, it's, it's, been a, it's been a tough old road, man, for sure. Yeah, and yeah. To, to be where we are finally is is crazy. And, I mean, to, to sum it up, right, and this is no word of a lie, my, my, my mood dropped by less than 2% when Celtic won the league. Genuinely, yeah. like, and I, 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 it's no try to put on a front, it's no try to play it down, nothing like that. 93 points, good haul, fair play, whatever you want to say. You know, we, we, we dropped too many points, it, it was on us as well as it was as we lost it as well as they won it. But I genuinely, my, my mood barely dropped, I barely felt it, I was just too buzzing. And you know, maybe in, in hindsight, if we if we go and we lose in Seville, maybe maybe I'll look back and I'll, I'll get angry about it, but I can genuinely hand on heart say. I didn't even blink when it happened because I'm just so buzzing about this. It genuinely not never 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 uh, dented my mood. Yeah, I mean we were at Ibrox when they you know that um, the Dundee United game when they when they technically won the league and it didn't you know didn't phase any. We were just all buzzing no. about it. You know we were in the pub before it partying about going to Seville. You know and you know the team being in as well. We were in the Loudon before it um, and just having a good having a great day. You know sun was shining. And we were just, I, just delighted, you know, with the, the way things have came out. Obviously, you know, like 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 you said, it that didn't because we sort of came to the conclusion a long time ago that we weren't going to win the league because you know they weren't going to drop the points that they, they you know, that we required to, which is you know fair play to them, you know. But let's say it's on us, you know, we dropped far too many points in the league, too many stupid draws that killed us, um, in the end as well. But we've got this massive couple of days left now for these guys to become absolute legends at the club as well. Like you said, there's only there's only one person who's um who's lifted a lifted a European trophy for Rangers and Tav could be the next one to join that. Um be so phenomenal man. I know. So let's say this a very, very to be a Ranger um in there as well. And it's and it's something I mean people try to play it down but like the last time a non-top six European, I know we talk about the big five leagues, but but Portugal's quite a close sixth. So see, if you talk about take take Portugal with it, um, the last time a non-top six side won the Europa League was two thousand nine. Shakhtar, and then before that, it was obviously two thousand eight when Zenit won it. Um, yeah. So you know, like for a for a non-top top six side to go and and win it, it's it doesn't happen that often, you know. It's not like it, it happens every other bit, and it, I, I didn't look too far before that, but I would imagine before Zenit, it, it was probably another couple of years again. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, um, so it, I don't know. I just think it's um, 
you, you know, you, you can't downplay it like you say. It's it's something special, and especially in, in modern football with the way the money goes these days. Like two thousand and eight, and when you know when we got there, regardless of how we got there, it, it was we had no right to be there. But financially, in the way football set up now, it's ten times worse than it was then. I mean, yeah, like how much? And, and I mean, pound for pound, our team then cost more money than our team does now. Um, and to think that the money's you know exponentially or like ten times whatever it's not, you know so pound for pound um, if you if you include the inflation of, of foot, football inflation it's even it's even madder than that do you know what I mean it's yeah. it's, it's it's pennies our team cost compared to that team so oh man what an achievement and they're also they're also youth are also making it more difficult for for teams to get into the Champions League like that because obviously this new announcement that they're doing that they're giving. You know, one of the big team, one of the big countries, as it were, maybe the top four countries or top five countries, they've given one of their teams an extra place. So if you finish, like, say, like, fifth, aye, Man United finish fifth or top six, they'll get in on good merit because they've done so well in the competition before, or, you know, like an Arsenal or, you know, someone like that, you know, who have done that as well. So it's aye, it's just, it just makes it even more difficult for you to, for, for the smaller countries to get into the Champions League. Um, and they hand you well. like automatic or, or more places for that than the new one, as if that makes up for it. We'll take one Champions League spot away and we'll give you three in the conference. You're like, but you know that I don't, I don't want that. That's like taking yeah. away a Mars bar and giving me three nuts. Like it's, it's <laughs> not the same thing. It doesn't. They don't. Exactly. They, they don't equate. It's no. It's no simple math. So I'll give you give you three and taking away one. So I know you're right. They're, they're making it harder, and they, yeah. they, it's clear that they, they don't really want any part of us. You know, um, on that, but. I had a look at the coefficient for Scotland, right? Um, yeah. Rangers have had more points this year or, or over the last two or three years, cumulative, whatever. I can't remember how, how many years you kind of builds up points uh, than the rest of the teams put together. I think it's 38 and a half or something like that. And Rangers have, have got 22 and a half of that. Celtic are nine and a half and then you get like, Aberdeen, St. Johnson, and somebody else are on like a point, two points, or something like something stupid. Um, so, I we've had more points than the rest of Scottish football put together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, you know the runs that we've done as well, and then you know under Gerard, if you know the the, the three seasons that we that we had under the well, from this season, the, the the competition we've done exceptionally well, and I'm going from the the qualifying rounds right through to the group stages, and then. You know, getting into the knockout stages um, last season as well, which was in, which was incredible. But also, Keith, the other thing that comes with us as well is, you know, one of the things we haven't actually discussed is the financial implications. So, mm. you know, us getting getting to the fight, just getting to the final. You know, from from UEFA, I think prize money alone, I think it's something where we're tallying up about sixteen, sixteen million, sixteen and a half million. Not to mention gate receipts. You know, and everything like that we're going to get. We should have, you know, the the extra income that this gave us. I mean, look at the look at the semi final. You know, fifth. You know, fifty fifty pound a ticket. You know, for nearly fifty thousand people sitting there. It's a it's a good bit of change in there as well. So they must have made the money that the club have made from this run as well is is, is exceptional, um, as well. And then obviously the implications again if you win it, you know, as well go even even higher in there as well. But just from this, just from the run for this season as well, you know, sixteen million pounds. For you know, for for winning it is you know, for, well, for getting to the finals, an incredible achievement. Aye, and like you say, if you times that by even just the knockout, the the four home games and the knockout stages, 
you're ruining about another 10 million quid, never mind the group. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To, to your point about by the time you, you get sales, uh, buying pies and drinks and, and all that sort of stuff, you're probably you know up north of two million pound a game, just say two and a half million roughly, um, at least 50 times 50,000. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're you're going to no 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 bit kicking the ass off the, the another ten million on top, so conservatively round down a wee bit twenty five million plus uh, plus yeah. whatever you made for the group. You know what I mean? Like that's that's not to be sniffed at. That's good money. That's really good money. So um, and ahead of where we would have expected and probably budgeted to be. So that's yeah. always welcome. And also, um, just just before we finish up, mate, this this week we will probably since we get through. The megas, the the superstores, the the shops have probably took an absolute battering in Aye. terms of revenue because everybody's wanting, everybody wants a, everybody's doing a Seville shopping, aren't they? As well, you know they want to mm. do top, or else if they've had a top all season, a lot of boys want a new one to wear, or girls as well want a new one to wear when they're over there as well, and everybody wants a home top because that's what they're going to be wearing on match day, as well. So the money has went through the roof. So it's been it's been an absolute, you know, it's been it's been sensational. Um, as well, just to bring it all, bring it all in. Like I say, it's a massive plus. Everything in this, everything from this competition this season has been a, has been a massive plus. With the exception of the first few games, um, but other than that, you know, it's been it's been absolutely incredible, and I'm so proud and so happy to be a part of this, be a part of this football club and this, uh, and this wider Rangers community as well. I'm just I absolutely, absolutely love it, and you know. I'm, I'm so glad I'm a I'm a I'm a blue nose. Oh, absolutely, man! I think the only thing that can top if we win it is if we can flood that much demand that Castor stops sending his emails because they're like, "Oh, man, we just can't keep up. We're putting under too much pressure here." Um, if you could do that, then we, we would really achieve something ultra special. But now, nah, all kidding aside, like like you, mate, just super proud, and I just there's nothing I'd rather be. You know, it's yep. as simple as that. Exactly, exactly, mate. So I think that's a that's a good place to to end it today, mate. Um, just want to say thank you to you, Keith, as well, and just um, just whatever any whatever you're up to on Wednesday, go and enjoy it, savor the moment, and remember we are we are the people. Cheers, Keith. Cheers, mate.